All right, hello and welcome to Game On Girls July Hangout. I'm Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liv, and I'm here with almost our entire crew today. Pretty excited about this, so I'm sure we're going to have some great conversation. Uh, everybody go ahead and uh, say hello. Let's start with uh, my co-host. Hey, it's Rhonda Oglesby. All right, and let's start with the newbies. Sean? Hi, I'm Sean Blystone. And Jerry? Hi, I'm Jerry. It's been a little while. Yeah, and uh, long-time fans and uh, first people we had on the podcast originally as live guests, we have Mark. Hello. <laughs> and Ryan. Hello. All right, and that's our crew for today. So uh, we're going to start today's conversation talking about a con that Rhonda literally just got back from like a few minutes ago, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually, as I was leaving, I, the last one of the last panels I had was uh, with a, about how to promote your podcast. And I was looking at all the panels. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be doing a live Google Hangout tonight in a couple of hours. <laughs> and they're like, oh, are you going to do it from your room? We were all just going to go upstairs to my room and do it. I didn't bring any equipment or anything. But I was like, no, I need to get back. I've got to go to work tomorrow. So, so yeah, I just, I just, uh, everything's laying on the table. And <laughs> <laughs> you literally, like, dropped your bag and, uh -huh. and like in the TV, the yeah, and sat down and, and hopped on the Hangout. I ha I did. It did have long enough to put on my stretchy pants, uh, <laughs> nice. Big Bang Theory pajamas. Nice. So, I gotta have stretchy pants. Just like a true broadcast, you never know what they look like below the waist. Nope. Yep, that's true enough. I'm wearing but shoes. it was it was a great con. Um, it's only the second one, and it is local to me, which is one of the, why I'm uh, so happy about it, and I try to support it. Um, the Fulbrights, and um, please forgive me, Tara, I know your name, I can't remember, I think your husband's name is David, James, um, put on a really, really well-organized con. Um, they, yeah, you said uh, that you said that last year when you went too, that one of the biggest compliments you had for them was about their organization. They are real pros, uh, especially, uh, I think, uh, it feels to me like when it comes to their guests, especially, um, my badge has my schedule on the back of it. Oh man, that's nice. Yeah, and uh, they give you name placards and then they print your schedule off in several different formats and um, they uh, they have a guest room where they have some, um, some cookies and snacks so you can go chill out and stuff like that, but it's still very small. I hope the word gets around because they're a good group and they attract some very, very talented people. Um, in podcasting and writing, the their emphasis seems to be in writing. Mm -hmm. Lots of sci-fi writers and independent writers. Um, uh, yeah, I have to look. I'll have to look it up. There's their uh, their guest speaker. A um, couple people I want to do a, a shout out to. Um, there he is, Timothy Zahn, and. Okay, that's a touch screen, and this one is not. You <laughs> <laughs> see me at work going like this. What? It's not doing anything. <laughs> that's crazy. I um, will not admit how many times I have done that. 
uh, Michael Stackpole, um, they uh, they did a reading. They were um, get literary guest of honors. Uh, the uh, podcasters that I met today, um, that I invited them to join the show, but I had no idea how to tell them to join our hangout. But hopefully, we'll get them on sometime. Are uh, from uh, Figures Sold Separately, um, at Ken and Carly and Matt. They're an amazing producer, and uh, Renee couldn't be with them, but. Uh, Apparently, she's a queen of puns, and she likes to talk about, uh, she's a feminist baker. I can't wait to find out more. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I was on several panels, and um, they were really well attended. I, I, um, the last panel I was on, I met a, an amazing woman, uh, Karen McCullough, who um, I think a lot of women should use as a... Um, a role model as someone who came up in technology and engineering um, in the 50s and 60s, uh, and she she, she cool. she's one of our our trailblazers. Nice. Um, oh, that's awesome. Talking to her. Well, we'd yeah. love to hang out with her too. You should. Uh, yeah. She, she can come talk to us. That would be cool. So, but anyway, I had a great time. Um, I've got an article going up tomorrow about one of the panels I enjoyed cool. uh, doing quite a bit called Warrior Women. Awesome. That's great. So, now it's it's the other con is happening this weekend, right? That other con? I didn't I don't know other. any other con. Congregates the con. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an endorsement, right? And I now. I'm not sure that other con is actually a con anymore either. Yeah, I think that there could be a, a big argument for that. But I just wondered if there was any kind of buzz about um, uh, being kind of at an independent or smaller con that's mm -hmm. more sort of fan-based over, you know. No, the, the other con does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No con envy here. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, there, there wasn't. Um, nobody at this con brought it up. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, but... It's tiny, and it's, you know, not everybody can go to California. No, I know. Yeah, well, no, not everybody can get tickets I'll never anymore. be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I used to think I wanted to go um, to San Diego, but kind of at this, I really like the cons we have uh, closer to where I live, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hell of a drive, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, it would be. It would be a long, a long drive and um, even a long, well, not a terribly long flight, but... Yeah. I'm not a fan of L.A. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of cons, uh, Jerry recently had an article about E3 on the site and was sort of the only one of our crew that followed the uh, the hubbub there. So, mm -hmm. Jerry, why don't you go over and kind of give us a brief rundown of your coverage for E3. Sure. Um, I'm looking at the article right now just to kind of give myself some mental notes because I wrote it like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, but I talked about 10 games that I really thought were impressive at the show, and then I talked about five moments slash events slash whatever I wanted to lump it under that I thought were really good things to come out of the show. So the games that I, that I talked about was the latest Days X game, uh, Mankind Divided. I was really a big fan of the first one. It did have some issues. But on the whole, it was a really, really good game. And this one looks like it's going to be taking it to a higher level. Um, they've got more augmentations, deeper gameplay options. There's more diversity in how you get through the levels. 
So it sounds like they've really taken a lot of the criticism from the first game and applied it to this second one. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, that's good. The, um, this Isn't it the third one? It's actually the fourth. Okay, that's what I thought. What um, did you think of the last one? Human Revolution? I liked it a lot. It has some issues. Um, there was some characterization issues that were pretty problematic with it, especially with Letitia. I don't know if any of you played Days Ex Human Revolution and talked with Letitia, but she was the worst stereotype in any mm. game I think I've ever played. It was really, really bad. You should Google it if you haven't seen it. Um, so hopefully they've learned their lesson and won't do that again. Um, but on the whole, I really liked the way that the game played. It was very smooth. It, it fixed a lot of the issues I had with the first Days X, which was a really good game as well, but it had like inventory problems and stuff like that. But I really liked Team Revolution. I'm excited about this new one, so I hope that they follow through and and really just bring everything about the series together that I like and not have any big, big problems. Cool. Um, this next one might be a little bit more interesting to everybody else. Um, the next one I wrote about was Fallout 4, which is the big, 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 big announcement yeah. E3, really. Um, I liked Fallout 3, but I got kind of bored with it after a while because I just got tired of wandering around the same gray, brown, desolate landscape over and over and over again. But it looks like 4 is going to have more color, which I think is great. And it really looks like they're taking a lot of the stuff they did with Skyrim and applying it to the Fallout universe, as well as making customization a bigger element of the game. You can build your own settlements, yeah, which I think is really that. neat. Um, yeah. the, cus the custom weapons is being expanded upon, and there's like all these different parts you can throw into guns and other types of weapons to make them really unique. <clears throat> And the fact that you can have a dog be an unkillable partner, I think, is also a great thing. Because if there's one thing that's been terrible in Bethesda games, it's NPCs that you have to work with. <laughs> so so this, this should be a really good thing to have a dog that can't die, so you don't have to worry about it. And you can just do what you do and, and not have to fret over some silly AI partner doing stupid things and getting you in trouble and then dying. I think that was actually one of the reasons why I didn't stick around with Dragon Age for very long, because I kept getting into a scuffle and having the NPC characters that were supposed to be assisting me not really assist very well. So Yeah, AI is something that is really hard to do, it seems, with like characters that are on your team. Mm -hmm. um, immortality seems to be one of the ways Bethesda has tried to deal with it, and personally I think that's better than not. But we'll just have to see how far the dog actually works, because it can go fetch stuff for you, which I think is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I was very impressed with the Fallout 4 trailer. I thought, and especially when they um, showed the gameplay for like 20, 30 minutes at their conference, that was pretty neat. Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, that's cool. I'm trying to remember, Mark, there was a game, was it Torchlight, that had pets you could send back? Yeah, yeah. They had uh, inventory uh, stuff with. Mm -hmm. Yep, they had. Uh, um, basically, it was when you made your character, you made, you chose your pet type and um, kind of customized them. And, right, yeah, and they, they could, could run back and sell your crap for you that you didn't mm -hmm. need. And all that kind of stuff. And they helped you fight. And, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, that's it. It's yeah. the only other time I think I've heard of that mechanic of the limited games that I know, but, you know, kind of cool. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to wrap my brain if there's another one, but I can't think of it. I know, like, having dogs or other animals work with you, but maybe not to the degree of Torchlight. Like, actually right. going to sell stuff for you is pretty neat, actually. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a nice mechanic because, you know, when you were out in the map and your inventory was full and half of it was stuff you knew you were just going to junk at the, at the bank as soon as you had a chance to, um, you could just send your pet back to do that, and it would come back with your cash. So That's a great idea. Yeah. Sometimes backtracking is one of the worst things you have to do in a mm -hmm. game when you have a full inventory, but being able to send something to go do that for you mm -hmm. and so you can keep going forward, that's a great idea. Yeah, it was on, nice. On top of that, the, the inventory management in general I think was really good. When you needed to switch things back and forth between your pet and what you're carrying, it was just a matter of, I think, control-click or shift-click. It just made it so easy. Yeah, it was very intuitive and very quick. Yep. Yeah. I'll have to give that a try one of these days. I have it sitting on my computer. I just haven't actually booted it up yet. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And I enjoyed the combat style in that game, too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Something to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So the, the next thing I went on to was Super Mario Maker, which made a big splash at the uh, Nintendo World Championships because it was the final game that they played. I don't know if any of you guys watched that, but it was pretty amazing watching people run through the hellish levels that the Treehouse people came up with during the tournament and watching the players' faces just go like... <laughs> it, 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 it was pretty great. Um, the, the first level is actually on Game on Go right now, so you can check that out in my article on E3. Cool. But um, it's basically a level editor for Mario games that's official. So you, it's, you can do... A lot of stuff with it. It's very impressive. You can make wings onto anything, so you can have flying piranha plants. You can give them super mushrooms and make them large. Um, you can put um, Koopa shells and stuff on your head for protection, so it gives you like an entirely new power-up. Um, you can ride in the clown cars that Bowser had in Super Mario World. It's just like there's all these neat ideas that have never really been touched on in a 2D Mario that have been thrown in here, and you can make all these crazy things happen. You could yeah. stack yeah. enemies on top of each other, so you can have, like, five Goombas and then a Pokey on the top of it. So you have to try to get through the Goombas and avoid the Pokey and all this stuff. It's just crazy, crazy stuff, and I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, When I was a kid, I wanted to do Mario levels. I, I drew them out by hand, like, all the time when I was a kid. So the opportunity to be able to do it in a real game and share it with people, I think, is going to be really neat. That's really cool. That's actually... Um, Neverwinter had aspects like that where you could build your own levels and um, build your own maps and build your own creatures and, you know, pretty much do whatever you wanted to do with it. And I never actually played with that part of the game, but I thought it was really cool that they had it set up that way. Well, one of the cool things about uh, Mario in general is everybody usually likes to go back and play you know, the classic Super Mario game, but now they can actually do that and have a new experience with it mm -hmm. uh, and not get bored by doing what they've already done a hundred times. Right. Yeah. Um, they can download, like, say, Mark could make a level for me uh, that's going to drive me nuts and, uh, you know, send it to me. Yeah, he was there for those days. He was there for those days. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that sounds like fun. Sounds yeah, fun. It, it, it looks really interesting. It's probably... 
Nintendo's best bet in terms of a big thing this year. Their their conference was a little flat, I will admit, but on the whole, I think that Super Mario Maker is what they're really hinging their bets on, and it looks like it's going to be a really big thing for the Wii U. Cool. Awesome. So the next thing I talked about is a new game in a new franchise called Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, it's by the people who made the Killzone games for Sony, and it's a PS4 exclusive. But it's a really interesting-looking game, because it's stars... It's set in a post-apocalyptic world, but it's not like Fallout at all. It's set like almost like the world without us type of situation where the nature has been regrowing and taking stuff back. And for some reason, we disappeared, but there are still some people left that have gone back to kind of like the old ways, quote-unquote. And they have to fight these mysterious robots that they, nobody knows where they came from. But they're basically the animals that are left on this on the planet. And the trailer shows a young woman running around and fighting one of these giant robots. And it's really impressive looking. Um, and it's new. It, I mean, it's something that Sony's taking a gamble on completely. It's not an old franchise. It's something entirely new, starring a woman, doing really cool-looking stuff. So I'm really excited about that one. I think that might be one one of the games that gets me to buy PS4 down the road. Aren't they also coming out with a new Mirror's Edge, or like a re-release, yes. souped-up version? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get to that in a little bit, actually. But I could talk about it now, because I don't have to go in order. Yeah. Um, there is a new there is a new Mirror's Edge. It's kind of confusing how EA's marketing it because they're they're calling it they're not calling it a reboot. They're not calling it a sequel. They're not calling it a prequel. It's just it's like they're taking the character of Faith and expanding upon her is kind of how they're describing it. So it's set a little before, I guess. It's confusing the the PR is a little confusing about trying to follow all of this stuff. But it looks like it's taking the the core gameplay of the original Mirror's Edge, which was like parkour, first person jumping and running, and taking that to the next level. They've removed the guns altogether, so Faith will not be able to shoot anyone. You have to defeat them through combat, melee combat, running into them, doing acrobatic moves to defeat enemies. And you still have to do the same type of building jumping and wall running and stuff like that like in the other game. But it looks a lot better. And I hope that they can get the story up to par, because the story in the original game was certainly not a high point. It was certainly the gameplay that stood out in Mirror's Edge. So I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about that one, too. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, Jerry, I think what I'm going to do is uh, have everybody kind of go back and check out the rest of your article so we can get sure. on to maybe a couple of our other topics. Not a problem. Not yeah. a problem. But thank you for checking out all the um, the coverage for us, since uh, I think you were the only person of us who got a chance to watch and take in E3. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a job at the moment since I've moved, so I had all the time in the world to do that. I didn't want it, but I had it. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Might as well. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely definitely uh, uh, worth uh, watch it, watching and checking out. Um, okay. there one, can I say one more thing about yes. my PC? I'll jump Absolutely. out of the games and talk about the one thing that I really wanted to hit in terms of the events of E3. Sure. 
that women in general seem to be much more prominent at this E3. There were a lot more women on stage. Not as many as there probably should be, but there was a lot more women on stage. There were more women showing up in the videos, talking about their work. And there were a lot more women actually involved in the games themselves, like being characters that are important or playable or even the main characters. And I thought that was a really good shift in terms of E3's past because we've had some major issues over the last year or so with yeah. women in games. Not going to name anything. But yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, I think at the end, I think the industry itself is making a statement. Maybe not as super strong as it could, but it certainly is a statement about that they want to be more inclusive. And I thought that was wonderful. That is, that's good news. And I had actually read that in a couple of different out, um, outlets as well. Uh, other people who are doing coverage who are talking about definitely seeing a shift in representation. So it's good because yeah. they should be catching up. <laughs> a little bit more diversity is never a bad thing. So uh, I'm going to shape up, shake up our agenda a little bit here um, because we usually do a geek and tell. So in between like the rest of our topics, I'm going to have um, maybe somebody show their their geek and tell. Anybody, anybody anxious to share what they have uh, for geek and tell today? I think you are. Oh, I'll, yeah. <laughs> You I'll showed start. it already off camera. I did show it before we started, so and I've tweeted about it a little bit. So this was my my birthday present to myself, and uh, so it's my new 3ds. 3ds. So I got the uh, the classic controller one, and I'm I'm paused on my Luigi's Mansion right now, where I'm I spent a good portion of my day yesterday playing it. So yes. yeah. Uh, it's super fun. Um, I'm really enjoying gaming again. How odd is that? Uh, yay, yeah. <laughs> and I was reflecting on that today as I was getting ready for the show, and I was thinking that a good part of of that, I think actually is the fact that I'm not playing this in an online format, that it's really just me sitting down and uh, kind of popping into a game and uh, playing with little expectations and no sort of social expectations, which isn't a way of game that pretty much since I discovered MMOs or Steam. So um, it's been really fun to just kind of hop in and, and puzzle it out. And I'm not terribly far in the game because um, I'm finding my completionist to be a little hyper, uh, <laughs> which I think is uh, uh, having my old school Nintendo kind of meet up with better better gaming skills now. I'm... Like, oh, I can go get... I'm going to replay this level. I replayed, like, every level I've done at least twice, if not three times, to try to get as much as I can. So, <laughs> a little mastery overload, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Sometimes you have to have a little mastery in there, especially with uh, Nintendo games, maybe, to a degree for me. Anyway, so that's been my fun. Uh, what do we have next? We had Star Wars. We're going to talk about the, the behind-the-scenes footage of Star Wars. So who's excited for Star Wars? Anybody? I am. I, I don't fully understand why, but it's, but it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it, Brian, you're a little excited about Star Wars? A little bit excited, yeah. A little bit excited. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> I think it's going to be oh, good. Rhonda, I think you're on mute again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need coffee. Three days worth of coffee. 
you have a backlog you need to make up for. <laughs> I'm like looking at your face on the thing and I'm like, oh, this animated face, and I'm like, no voice, go with it. Um, it, it's very interesting that there's a huge fan base of um, Star Wars people at this uh, congregate. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, they always have a, a fan guest of honor. And the fan guest of honor this time was Alvin Johnson, who is apparently, who is one of the uh, biggest Star Wars fans. He started the 501st Legion, and he's he's uh, grown that, and he's been part of some of the Lucasfilm stuff and everything. But it's interesting to listen to the Star Wars fans. A lot of these guys are, are the hardcore that read all the books, and they're not particularly excited about the film. Oh, interesting, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. Um, but I actually was wondering that because I had um, a friend of mine send me a link to an article, um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil what's in the article because it's potential spoilers all over the place. But it was essentially suggesting that with all the pieces of information that J.J. Um, Abrams has released, including this um, behind-the-scenes footage, you can kind of piece together aspects of what's going on in the story, and that he's releasing them in terms of like a puzzle for, for people to put together. Um, so there were some interesting theories in that article. I don't want to know anything. Yeah, I it's actually no. texted my I texted my friend back who sent it to me, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to look at this because... <laughs> I'm really, you know, I like not knowing a lot about movies. Like, I had never watched the um, the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy because everybody's like, oh, this is the best thing, and I wanted to be surprised about the movie when I went in, and I was, and I loved it. But I had to read this, and then I read, and it's, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see. But I, I wondered, oh, go ahead. Who was oh, that? I was just going to say, uh, I think it's fair to say that it's not going to meet everybody's expectations. No. And you just kind of have to hope that, you know, the writing's good, the movie was well shot and edited, and it stands on its own. I mean, you yeah. cannot... We saw what the disaster of the, the prequel prequels were, you know, to hardcore fans. Mm -hmm. And I just... I, and I hope that they use the, the legacy characters well in the movie. I don't think they're going to have a huge part. I think they're just going to kind of be there. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that that's a lot of what we're seeing so far is the legacy characters, and I think that that's I think that's good, a good strategy because for people like me who are not really like I love Star Wars, but I'm not a hardcore fan. I haven't read the books. I haven't you know been in the universe like that. Um, so you know having those characters pop up in these pieces really makes me go, Ooh, I'm gonna I'm looking forward to seeing this. So I think it'll yeah. be handled well. I. I think that J.J. Abrams is, you know, one of us. He grew up watching those movies. Um, I think he did well with the uh, Star Trek um, mm -hmm. reboot. Uh, and uh, Kevin Smith, um, I don't know, probably about six months back or something like that, um, was uh, invited to come and visit the set. And when he got back off, he basically, you know, said, hey, I, I think this is in good hands. I think we're, we're all of us who are Star Wars fans are going to be really happy. So. Cool. I think those people that aren't happy about it are, are people that have really um, gotten into the, the the fiction outside of the movies. And mm -hmm. It's like, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I if agree. it really bothers you that much, just imagine it's an alternate universe. 
Yeah. Well, and that and one of the things I really liked about the um, that they were highlighting in the behind the scenes footage was that idea of not doing all the special effects digital, that they were doing some real yeah. special effects. And I think that that's going to be key to these movies being not what the prequels were. Because I, I never really connected with those, I think, partially because it was so reliant on the, um, the green screen stuff. Speaking of not connecting, one thing I noticed with the, uh, the prequel trilogy is that it seemed like the actors, actors were really disconnected from the universe as well. Um, mm -hmm. You had actors who, in other movies, could give a really great performance, but then when they're sitting on a green screen set, they seem to just—it was a really hollow delivery by Natalie Portman, for example. So yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I would say any scene that actually delivered lines, yeah. But I mean, the action thing, scenes, you know, when Obi Wan and um, slipped my mind, Obi Wan and Qui Gon, yeah, no, Qui Gon. Oh, in the first one? When, yeah, when they're, uh, you know, jumping mm -hmm. over mul multiple platforms and stuff. Um, I thought that played out really well. I think that was probably the best scene in all the movies. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah. I, thought the, I thought the fight scene, the fight scene at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith between Anakin and Obi-Wan was pretty epic. I just I don't like Hayden Christensen in that movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind him as an actor, but I thought in that movie his acting was particularly... Um, Flat. It seemed too, it, well. It seemed forced the whole time. Mm, just do. like he yeah. was trying to be dramatic the whole time, and it just didn't play well, and it really took me out of it. Um, watching the movies. Yeah, so. I think I think the actors in that had a really hard time Is because they were trying to fill iconic shoes. Yeah. Like you know, Alec Guinness. Hello, you're not going to be Alec Guinness. <laughs> you're <laughs> never going to have that kind of performance. <laughs> I think you and McGregor did a pretty good job. I, I think he, he did all right. Yeah, but he, but I still always felt like he was trying to mimic Alec Guinness's expressions, and there was too much influence from um, the previous performances. I thought for him, um, but you know, I agree with Sean that it, it felt hollow. That's a good, yeah. a really good description of it. Like you can, you get that sense yeah. of performing in 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 a studio with nothing. You know, well, it's kind of like the voice is echoing off the walls. Especially the the second and third movies. There's a couple of scenes between Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen that are just awful. Like you yeah. see them and you're oh saying, god, oh my god, oh that I stinks. love you so much. Oh I love you too. I mean, they just yeah. like the dialogue was terrible and the delivery was awful. And I just remember like sitting there as a fan going, stop it. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, if you think about how much Alec Guinness was actually in mm -hmm. the Star Wars movies, he was yeah. maybe, what, five minutes? Yeah. Maybe? You know, so he wasn't really on, I mean, a ton, but his character's storyline was so influential um, in the original trilogy, you know, that yeah. I think it's, he, his character, you know, visually is a bigger deal than... Um, or well, and, people make it to be a bigger deal, I guess. What I'm yes, to and his relationship symbolically is also, yeah. you know, part of part of what goes on there is is how important he is to Luke Skywalker's journey. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm a fan, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I don't really care if they are going off the expanded universe canon or not. Yeah. As long as it fits within the, the story of the original trilogy, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Did anybody have a chance to watch the the panel that they did, the hour-long panel from Comic-Con? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, one thing J.J. Abrams said in that was um, that basically the first three films are the canon, you know, the major canon. So, I, nice. And then it's going to be a real continuation of what we left off with. So, and how many years passed? Does anybody know how many years? From 30, the last, was, 30 years? 83 okay. was when yeah. Return of the Jedi came out. No, I mean, like, in the storyline, how long was the... It's, oh, it's 30 years later. 30 years later. Okay. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's that's encouraging. Cool. All right, do we have another Geek and Tell volunteer? Sure, I'll do it. I'll go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for that. not making me call on anybody, Rhonda. You're making me feel like a teacher today. Well, you may have to after this. Yeah, um, I may have to. <laughs> but, um, I've been holding these off until um, I got them at Geek Girl Con, and I've been waiting until the next con uh, came up so that I could I could wear them. But there is a... Um, <gasps> Ooh, shiny. Oh, those are so cool. I don't know whether you can see them very well or not, but they're um, very glittery, mm -hmm. and they're just uh, comic book themed. They are from um, Espionage Cosmetics, Espionage.com, and they're just nail decals. There are several people out there that do it. Um, I've been getting... Um, Getting texts from different people, uh, fans. You remember Palace, Regina? I do remember Palace. She yeah. sent me a text. She was following E3 very closely. She was texting me during the day. She was watching it at work. She was te <laughs> texting me at work. They just showed so and so. Da -da 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 -da. It was so cute. <laughs> but she texted me. Um, there's one company who's come out with a Borderlands 2 themed set of nail decals, and then there's also um, Kelly Deuce, Kelly Pseudoconics comic book. Uh, Bitch Planet. Oh, Bitch Planet. Yeah. And they've got some nail decals out. So these were these were fun to wear at a con. I, I I haven't decided whether I'm going to wear it to my banking job tomorrow or not. But <laughs> 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 taken off tonight. I can start with a bank job. Oh, you don't want to let your D flag fly at work. <laughs> I, I really would have no problem. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. They're not. They're 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 pretty good. I'm um uh they're in pretty good shape. I put them on and. It's the best way to do a con because then you don't have to worry about half your makeup. Right, right. You can just have your geek, your geek Super showing. Fun. Yes. Very cool. Those are very fun. All right. Sorry, I was a little distracted. I'm trying to get Isabella on, into the call here. And uh, oh, she cool. She's got perfect timing. I know, right? I was yeah, just thinking that. <laughs> well, uh, while you do that, I can mention that since we were um, talking about the Star Wars, we did a panel at the congregate called uh, um, uh, fans expectations of adaptations mm. are you are you entitled or you just think you're entitled and um, ah. it's an interesting conversation I mean I think the I think the fans and the audience were really tame <laughs> about what they what they how they react to this kind of stuff mm-hmm um, because the the types of fans we've got, oh, I can partially see Isabella. There she is. <laughs> I can quit boring my audience Yay. with all of them. Hi, hey, hey Isabella, welcome. Is. Hey. You've got perfect timing. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to show her your nails though, Rhonda, before we go on. Oh yeah. So sorry, guys. Here we here we go again. I'm trying to. <laughs> 
There you go. Pull it back. Yeah, there oh, you go. Oh, hang on a second. Yeah, that's a little bit clearer, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can read them. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Crash. Splat. Wham. Yeah. Oh, those are awesome. I got them at Geek Girl Con last year. And she hid them from us, because all three of us were there, so... Yeah. Yeah. She didn't tell us. You didn't share your <laughs> swag. <laughs> the vendor everybody who was in the vendor yeah. place. These have got um, Cthulhu on them. They, they're uh, all tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, that'll be fun. Very but, cool. Uh, we, we've got Izzy to talk about The Walking Dead, or the yeah. fear of The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah, exactly. So we, we just came to the point, Isabella, where I had put um, Fear the Walking Dead trailer on, on our, our list of topics to discuss. So. Oh, perfect. You can introduce <laughs> that, since that was your idea. <laughs> yes. Um, so Fear the Walking Dead is uh, AMC's kind of miniseries um, to go along with The Walking Dead. Um, it's kind of a prequel to you know where the show is at after the hour. It's kind of like right at the beginning of where everything starts to go crazy and no one knows what's going on. And I think it's... Well, did anyone watch the trailer? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So that was the first trailer that I've seen that actually um, gave much of an idea of what's going on. Um, So has anyone actually watched The Walking Dead right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, Regina, you haven't watched it in a while, right? I haven't. Yeah, I'm a season behind. I'm Whose looking fault is to that? It. Whose fault is that? Um, <laughs> uh, AMC for not making it available on a streaming service? There you go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Have you found your way to Terminus yet? I Yeah, that's where they ended. The, that's where... The last part that I saw, they were in the um, train car at Terminus, and he said they messed with the wrong people. So, and I, I already know that Terminus. I already know about Terminus. I'll just say that. Okay. Yes. And uh, I figured that out from the context of them running through the camp. It's like, oh, I know what's going on. And 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 and. What'd you say, you? Izzy? Yeah, I think she. Oh on. no, my sound. My my sound um, cut out for a while. Yeah, Sorry. you you're um, <laughs> so, you're lagging. I don't know if if maybe your internet. Sound like Max right Headroom right now. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say Isabella's <laughs> channeling Max Headroom. <laughs> so, what did what did everyone think about the the trailer? I'm digging it. I'm really excited just because I I always like to see Fit hit the Shan. So I'm really looking forward <laughs> to see how it all goes down. I'm pretty yeah. excited about it too. I uh, I actually got into the first season, but then suffered a little bit from what uh, Rhonda was talking about with the uh, expectations of adaptations. Um, I had read the first ten graphic novel trades and was really disappointed by the uh, end of the first season. So I actually stopped watching that. So I've been looking for an opportunity to get excited about the series again, and um, I think this trailer. Uh, it looks pretty good, so I'm going to give this a try for sure, and then try to get right back into the show. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think they're trying to basically capture lightning in a bottle again, because I think The Walking Dead is their biggest hit right now, and mm-hmm. it's not like Mad Men, where they didn't exactly have all the rights to it. Um, 
their the Walking Dead is basically their baby, <laughs> mm -hmm. and and I think this is a good way to you know see if it works again. And it's only a mini series, I'm pretty sure, um, because I don't know how long you'd be able to keep that going. Because yeah, we all know the outcome. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know where the story's going, so it's it's interesting to see. I didn't know. I think it's interesting, and I don't know what you guys think um, that it's different characters, and different people. I think it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only way they could have done it. Really, mm -hmm. um, I think it's I think it's a great idea. The the um, it's just w one of the things that the writers have done well is characterization, and if they'll just bring that on over to um, uh, to fear, I think they'll um, they'll still have an audience. Because the audience just loves getting attached to characters. They like getting attached. That's kind of what we've done. Mm -hmm. um, their marketing is also just brilliant. Has it, has everybody seen the still shot in the um, on the sand at the beach? Oh, with the dragging leg. Oh god, mm -hmm. it's so brilliant. I sat there and looked at it for the longest time. And I was like, well, that's a weird shot to do for the the show. And I got to thinking about what it what was going on, and I just then all of a sudden I just got all creeped out. I was like, that is so good. <laughs> that is so good. It was. Their marketing is is that well thought out. It's it it tells a complete story in that picture. It's really great. Yeah. Cool. Well, it'll be interesting. I like. I'm I'm excited, like Isabella said, to see where the story is coming from. Yeah, and to what um, you were talking to Sean too. Um, I'm the same way. I read the um, the graphic novels, and I kind of. I, you you get attached to those characters because when you read the graphic novel and I understand that deviation especially um, the last season that you saw Regina well no the the season you haven't seen there's some things that happen in the graphic novel that I knew going into the terminus season that scared me to death because mm. I'm like are they going to do what they did in the graphic novels and I didn't know whether I wanted them to or not, <laughs> because I've I've really separated the two. The, to me, that there are two different stories. But I think the writers were playing with us, Sean, in that terminus season. I think they were playing with the people who had read the comics. They said, "We know what you know. We know, we know what you think you know." And this is like. Well, and I was wondering too as I was watching the. Um, the trailer, um, how often it's gonna like flash to something like it, it, they come up to a scene and they were hitting a car crash and they were in a pickup truck and I was like, I wonder if that's the stretch of where the little girl went missing and whatever season it was, the little girl went missing and I thought it would be really interesting if they were able to kind of weave the stories together yeah. but not overtly but kind of covertly yeah. like that in the background and the settings kind of you know set it up so you can kind of see flashes of where the other like the other storylines were. Well yeah. isn't fear supposed to take place in LA though? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't know so. that. Um, I got a question for Izzy actually. Um, you said um, it, it's going to be a mini series. I thought it was going to be a an actual series or is it going to be a mini series with an option to Um Okay, from what I heard a while back, it was going to be a, a mini-series, but I'm not sure if you should quote me on that. Um, it, it, may be, it may turn into something more uh, a longer-running. I if, hope so. If, if it really... 
you know, if it becomes really popular, which I have no doubt it's going to be. Yeah, I'm hoping it is going to be a regular series because um, then I wouldn't have to wait nine months to get to <laughs> get my Walking Dead fix. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking to see. True. Um, right now they've got um, six episodes. Yeah, and it says it's, it's, well, it also says it's a companion series, though. So Yeah. And it's a pilot. Or AMC Greenlit, the pilot. To series on March 9th, 2015, with a two-season commitment. So I think uh, we're, we're safe. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of confusing, but. <laughs> awesome. Yay for the interrupts. Yay for more zombies. Yeah. <laughs> As if we don't have enough. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. That's the, you know, kind of yeah. Pride there. and Prejudice and Zombies is coming out soon. Yeah, I saw that. I saw a trailer for that when I went to the movies recently, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't read the book, so I can't say. But uh, I read like one chapter of the book, and it's a novelty. Yes. Yeah. That's all it I is. Mean. It is the thing right now. Um, you know, we went through the vampires, and we kind of wore the vampires out when they became sparkly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, done with vampires for a while. <laughs> I think the zombies have kind of run their course too, but I think the, that the genre, for whatever reason, has some really good stuff in it mm-hmm. that's able to withstand, you know, the burnout phase. Right. Well, I think yeah. I think Rhonda nailed that one with the observation that they're really good at um, characterization and character mm-hmm. death. Right. And so that helps a lot with making the zombies interesting. Yeah. Yep. Well, because it's not really about the zombies, is it? No. No. Nope. They are what um, what um, Alfred Hitchcock would call the MacGuffin, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody know what the MacGuffin is? Mm-hmm. Yep. The thing that you think the story is about, but it really isn't about. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the thing you think the story is about, but it's not really about. The Maltese Falcon is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. All right. So who all, who has a who's next for geek and tell? I can do mine. We all are trying not to step on each other's toes, and then you guys make fun of us, and we all jump up and make fools of ourselves. Thanks a lot. None of us are going to want to do it because now we're all embarrassed. Yeah. No, I'm not embarrassed, but Ryan can go. Let's let's have Ryan go. Okay. I'm the only one that didn't say anything. (laughs) I know, and that's why you got chosen. So. All right. Uh, my uh my geek and tell is uh I joined the the world of wearables. Oh my god. With my my Apple Watch. Doesn't look like much, man. It just looks like a black thing on your wrist. Well, it's because I gotta turn my wrist uh away that it doesn't bend here. I'll take it off so you can see. Oh, there it goes. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Ronnie, so how long have you had it? it? Yeah. How long have I had it? Uh, yeah. Just a couple weeks now. Oh wow. I gotta yeah. say right now though that anybody who knows Ryan, that's really not a surprise anymore. Yeah, it really isn't. I'm an I'm an Apple fanatic, so it was only a matter of time really before I pressured myself into it. <laughs> Pressure. No. Like more like no. willingly let let yourself. <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah. Have Apple have its way with you. Fall into the cloud that is Apple. Well, you know, in all fairness, it's uh, it's become a useful tool. Um, I, I like it a lot. I, I normally wear a watch, so I was a little afraid of that part. And um, 
where I work, my cell phone doesn't get reception, so I can actually put my phone in a spot where it does get reception, and then uh, text and information okay. will forward to my watch. So it's useful in that, but it's also, you know, you think about how many times you, you pull your phone out of your pocket to look at the time, look at see who texted you, mm-hmm. and then you usually just will put it back in. So it's nice to kind of do a flick of the wrist and see who it is, do a quick response if you need to, but continue on with what you're doing. So It's very, it's very shiny. It is very shiny. Yeah. Having, yeah, having seen it in person, I would say that too. So, yeah, very cool. All righty. Somebody else. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> All right. um, I got uh, about a week or two ago. I got my um, latest war machine. Oh. Um, uh, update, if you will, or expansion Reckoning. For, for the game rules, and have been flipping through that, and you know, shiny. It's it's pretty cool. It's got some good stuff in it. Really. And for um, for our viewers and people on the call, actually, who might not know, uh, War Machine is a minis game that Regina know. has actually played. That I have actually played. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, a couple times. Yeah. Um, and it's actually the reason why I know Mark and Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I do. I know them from that game. So um, she'll never forgive that game. <laughs> <laughs> Look what it got me into. Gateway into these things. But it also got you the sweet landing. So <laughs> there's always the sweet landing. Yes. And that's an in joke, people, that you will never understand. <laughs> so what's uh, what's new in the in the update, Mark? Anything anything noteworthy? Um, they've continued on the uh, story from the last uh, um, expansion, for lack of a better term, um, where all the other factions in the game are trying to do away with my faction, who has managed to wedge itself into the Thornwood. So yeah. my faction is Cricks; they're the undead guys, and everybody else in, in the uh, setting hates them. So they're not yeah. terribly popular, that's for sure. Yeah, so I have to watch, you know, this unfold as they're trying to beat up on my guys. And, oh. and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of unhappy with what the, the, the warcaster that they put in for my faction. They did another version of Denegra, and she has nothing to do with the other two versions of her that have previously come in. So, not very happy about that. I mean, she's, she's cool as a caster, but her... her fluff piece in there. It doesn't explain how she made this huge change where she's not anything like she was in the previous previous incarnations. Whereas her sister, who was you know, the poster girl for the the game and, and for the main faction, Signar, um, has like three pages worth of stuff about how she got to where she is. And a, and a novella as well. Yeah. So, yeah. has got three paragraphs and then they don't explain anything. <laughs> so, Odd. Yeah. All right, that's all cool. I got. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, who do we have left for show and tell? Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. So, I've got something. It's Ryan had the new technology. I've got the old. So here's my old Rob. Oh, oh nice. Awesome. I, I wish it was complete, and I wish that whoever owned it before me didn't leave the batteries in it because they are uh, they are. Destroyed the four battery connectors, but I love the way it looks. It's a great little set piece for my game room in here. So 
Yeah, I was gonna say like your whole your whole setting here, Jerry, is kind of geek and tell. Yeah, kinda. Mm-hmm. I can point out stuff later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we go along on these monthly hangouts, I'll just grab something else off the shelf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. All right, Sean, what do you have for us? Well, um, I am pretty excited because I have finally carved out a little bit of time here coming up. Um, we've been just busy, busy, busy with all kinds of new house stuff. We, we got a house for February, but I'm setting aside time to get caught up on Thor. Yes! <laughs> I am so excited because I still don't know who Thor is, and I think the reveal is right here. And somehow I've, managed, I've managed to avoid spoilers up until this point, and I'm so excited to finally figure it out. Um, I'm really enjoying the series so far, um, and it's... They do they do such a great job with that sort of old Shakespearean style speech mm-hmm. that they do, and it's sort of you know being self-referential, sort of making making fun of that. Um, and it's it's the right kind of over the top, and yep. cool. it's just been so well done. So that's that's my geek and tell. Awesome! I love it. Mm-hmm. I love Thor the cover. Is, is this like a beginning story of Thor? This no. is this is currently Thor. Um, after the, oh, I can't remember the miniseries, but Thor was unable to lift his hammer, and it was up on the moon, and a mysterious woman appears and picks up Mjolnir and becomes Thor. Oh. And, and up until this point, we still don't know who she is. Well, I mean, I, you do if you're current with the comics and not, like, behind like me. But <laughs> the nice thing that, that, that I appreciate that, uh, is they're not saying this is she Thor, this is not Lady Thor. You know, the characters who call her something like that in the comic, she's quick to correct right. them. Nice. Um, she is Thor. just Thor. Whoever holds the hammer mm-hmm. is Thor. So. Huh. Yep. Very cool. Didn't know that. Oh, mm-hmm. come on, man. They made a big deal out of that uh, on uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, well, I mean, they, they referenced the humor of it all, but, I mean, there's there's so many backstories in comics that unless you've, you know, been attached to them for life, then you just don't know what they are, and I haven't been. Because if you watch the first Thor movie, Odin throws the Mjolnir down to Earth, and before he uh, does it, whispers whoever is uh, worthy can lift this hammer and become Thor. All right, I bow down to you, Thor theologist. No, No, you should know your your Marvel movies, sir. really like Thor, though. I forgot that part. There you go. See? I don't feel so ashamed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For me, the Thor movies are the weak link in the cinematic universe so far. It's just... I don't like Thor that much as a character compared to, like, Iron Man and Captain America and Black Widow. I agree but, with you that, that they are kind of the weak link. I still think that they're good movies, but I think they have... Uh, one of the best acting pairs in all of the Marvel movies, which is um, Tom Hiddleston and um, Hemsworth. I think yeah. those two. I think that's what carries well. those movies. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Cool. Yeah, there was a big. Um, There's a lot of talk about Thor becoming a woman on the internet, and I haven't read the comics, so. Um. That's very excellent. I recommend it if you yeah. find the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was kind of surprised when I was initially reading about it how um, some people were really resistant to the idea. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading a comment that said, you guys do remember that at one point Thor was, I think Thor was a frog. <laughs> and there was there was less of an uproar about that as there was over her becoming or a woman. Or being a woman, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, fun. Cool. All right, Izzy, I think you're, you're last up for Geek Intel. Um, well, I don't actually have them. In my, they're in my car, but yeah. I have my skates. Oh, roller yeah. Derby. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I started doing roller derby about the beginning of the month, and it's really tough. And I yeah. wish I could show you my skates, but they are in my car, and I'm not about to go get them. <laughs> <laughs> so how long there, have you been doing it? Um, I've only been skating since the beginning of the month. That's when I joined the league. So you joined the league, and that's when you learned to skate? Yeah. Well, you don't actually start... Um, you don't competing. play bouts or anything. You're competing um, yeah. until you get drafted onto a team. I'm what they call fresh meat right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, Anybody I'm who's been learning. to a derby bout will know that they're, they're kind of rough. Yeah, I'm impressed. Is that what they normally call new prisoners in prison? Fresh yes. meat. <laughs> and anybody who's who's met Izzy, I mean, she's like a little appetizer. She's <laughs> rumaki or something. Just a little tiny little thing. I actually think that's going to be a strength for her in Derby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna be good. She's gonna be quick. We're gonna have the to be quick. The Derby Ninja. Yeah. 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 Well, we should. Um, uh, one of the traditions for Derby is uh, all the girls have Derby names. So, any any leads, Izzy? Uh, wait. Sorry, you cut out for a sec. Oh, on your Derby name. Any leads no. on your Derby name? Nope. I haven't been able to think of one yet. But I do like your idea that it should be Legend of Korra related. Yes, that's, yes, that's a meaningful thing for you. So I was thinking about what does she really like and what has she written about that I know she really likes, and that was the one that came to mind. So There's just so many things. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. my problem. <laughs> well, and through the process, also, that name may be given to you, too. Yes, that they, everyone tells me that that's a thing that might happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So very I'm kind of cool. hoping that works out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very cool. Fun. Excellent. All right. So where are we, guys? Are we wrapping? We're wrapping. We're wrapping. All right. Uh, so what's everybody watching? It's summer, so I know TV is a little a little thin, but movies can be big. I've started uh, watching uh, Falling Skies, which was oh, a really? show that yeah, it was a show that I wanted to watch along when it first came out, but for whatever reason didn't get around to it. And, the wife recently picked up Amazon Prime, and they have it, all of them on there. So I started watching um, the first season. I think it was last week or the week before, over, over the weekend. Probably got about halfway through the, the season. So looking forward to watching more of it. Cool. Cool, yeah. Um, my friend Julie has recommended that to me. I still haven't watched it yet, though. It looks good. Yeah. I'm, I'm binge-watching X-Files. Mm -hmm. Huh? I like that because I was kind of doing the same thing for a while. Yeah. I Looking forward break. to the reboot area, or I guess the yes. continuation. Yeah. I did yeah. get tingles when they showed that very, very tiny bit of new footage after that trailer. It's like, yeah. whoa. And, and I'm not the hugest X Files fan either. My wife grew up with it, but you know, I've watched quite a bit of it since we've been together and gotten into it quite a bit. And just seeing that little bit of new footage, it gave me tingles, and I was like, mm -hmm. I just hope that this turns out well. 
Yeah. Well, it's yeah. still done by Chris Carter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think it'll turn out just fine. <laughs> they've got they've got Chris Carter. They have several of the same producers. They have uh, some of the same camera people, art directors. Uh, these people were very excited to come back and do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a problem. <laughs> Rhonda wrote a piece on it on the on the site too. Anybody yeah, wants yeah. to check out Rhonda's article about it, you can go see what she had to say. Um, it's kind you of a new thing, Ryan. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, uh, yes, I've been binge-watching Mad Men because I hadn't seen it before, so... Ooh, what do you think? Uh, different time, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but great characters. Um, I think everybody in it um, has great great roles. I love the actors that are playing the different characters. Uh, the I just finished the... Uh, we watched the last episode of the second season this morning. Um, Candace actually got me started on it. So while she was out of town, she goes, you need to catch up. That's your homework. So uh, it's it's a good show, uh, good writing. I'm excited to see where it goes um, after the second season. So Yeah, uh, those first couple of seasons are really fun be, uh, uh, with how they weave in the um, the, his, the history. Oh, his, his backstory, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Fun. Are we talking <laughs> movies at all, or? Oh yeah, you can talk movies, absolutely. Oh, uh, In and Out or Inside Out? Inside awesome. Out. Pixar movie. <laughs> uh, Pixar has definitely made a comeback um, with their their movies, and uh, I thought uh, Jurassic World was also very good. So. Cool. Good. Yes. I was. I was Lots not of a... silence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we talked about. Everybody pondered that for a second. <laughs> I want to see Inside Out, but I haven't seen it. But um, I wasn't that taken with Jurassic World, so. But we talked about that too. <laughs> uh, what was I watching? Oh, I've been watching Pretty Little Liars, so. Just terrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with you? <laughs> I find it very telling that ABC Family is a show called Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> I think that's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. It is based on a book series, mind, but... It is. It is. Which is, I think, how I got wrapped into it. I was looking at, you know, series that were based on young adult fiction, and I was like, oh, I'll check this out, and I got wrapped in, and I had given it up, but then I went... Um, to visit uh, Chris's mom, and she was literally on the episode where I had left off when I decided I was going to stop watching it, and then I got hooked back into it again. And, uh, oh, it's awful. It's so bad, and it's so bad, and I'm watching it, and I know it's bad. I mean, the acting's bad. Yeah. So car accidents, but you can't help but look. Yeah, you know what you need to do, Regina? Go back and watch all the Archer that you never watched. Oh, yeah, Archer. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's much better TV. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's lots of much better TV than <laughs> I try. I gave Pretty Little Irons a shot, and it just, I couldn't. It was like a bad soap opera. It is. And yeah. I used to watch soap operas all the time when I was younger. <laughs> At I least I couldn't do it. I would say that we're all allowed one of those you know, free pass shows, right? Yeah, yeah, Regina used that up a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us might be allowed several. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, well, so some of mine are seasonal, though, so they don't run all year. Thinking <laughs> <laughs> of Dancing with the Stars, which I will still watch, so. <laughs> what, all right. what are you watching, Isabella? Um, I just finished watching Netflix's series uh, Sense8. Ooh. Has anyone oh, seen yeah. anything about that? No, no but I've heard some good things. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, my God. It, I really wasn't. Well, when I first started watching, I was like, this is a completely crazy concept. It's about, like, eight people who are telepathically linked, so they can kind of experience what um, other people in their, it's called a cluster, are experiencing, and they all have these different skills that can help each other through all these uh, difficulties that they're facing, because, of course, there's some big conspiracy going on in the background. But it's 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 really interesting, and... I got so hooked into it after the first like two episodes that I just went and binged all of it. It's really good, and I'm kind of sad because Netflix hasn't said if they're renewing it for a second season or not, which, you know, bums me out because, of course, they left the story off at a really interesting place um, at the season's end, so. Well, Netflix is, um, is pretty smart. It, it, they know... Um, streamers, mm, and yeah. if they'll wait and let the summer people binge watch it, the, the, I think they'll find they have an audience. Yeah, that's probably true. And they, and they are really good about understanding their audience. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. Mark, what are you watching? I already said I was watching Falling Skies. <laughs> oh, yeah. you Was that you? Uh-huh. Well, what's Ryan watching? I already said my. I was doing Mad Men. <laughs> Mad Men, that's right. But I've also I been watching it. Breaking Bad. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> uh, my wife and I just got done watching a PBS special called First Peoples, which was very interesting. Um, we both have anthropology backgrounds, and that was basically like a love letter to us <laughs> in terms of, of like all these archaeologists and anthropologists talking about like the people that came before us and how modern people interacted with ancient peoples all over the world. It was really well done, really fascinating. Cool. Um, culturally sensitive, all that nice stuff that anthropologists yeah. like. So, nice. really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, that makes me feel even guiltier about my vapid TV watching. <laughs> Just do what I do, watch no Oh, Jerry, I wish we had you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've also been watching BattleBots and American Ninja Warrior, so... Ah, there you go. Okay, I'm a little better now. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Sean? Yeah. Well, um, I think it was during our last hangout. Um, Rhonda, I think you mentioned uh, uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And fell in love with that show, watched it all. I mean, anything Tina Fey does, I'm a big fan of. But we, we watched it all within about four or five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought it was really excellent. So hopefully we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, and I uh, just recently branched out into another Netflix uh, original. Um, uh, started watching Knights of Sidonia. Um, I'm only three or four episodes into that right now. It's an anime that Netflix uh, funded to bring over, and they, they put it all on, on Netflix. They just brought out the second season. It's a bit of a Robotech meets tight attack on Titan situation. Um, giant spaceship out in space. You know, all the remaining humans are on board this spaceship, and there are these giant um, space monsters that 
sometimes take on the traits of humans, so they'll have a face sometimes, or arms, and other times they're just masses of tentacles. Um, I'm a little disappointed with some of the female characters so far. It seems like, uh, although there are men, male and female uh, giant robot pilots, there have already been two situations where the female character is in trouble or gets too emotional and causes people to get killed. Um, although it is interesting to have a, a third gender in the show, uh, a non-specific gender uh, that, based on who that person picks to mate with, their body will change and adapt to become interesting. Uh, the opposing yeah. gender. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give it another. I'm going to. I'm going to keep going with it. Hopefully, uh, the female characters aren't as weak moving forward. Um, but it's been entertaining so far. Cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah, I had to remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Is that an anime? It sounds yes, like it is. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Giant robots in space, lots of tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anime equals lots of tentacles. <laughs> cool. All right. So, what about summer reading? What are people reading this summer? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I read this. Oh, there uh, you, <laughs> you can't give me a hard time. I came to the last one after having read eight books in a week. So yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and true. I am planning on uh, reading Horns um, sometime here in the near future and rereading um, The Martian. So cool. Very so cool. what did you what did you just hold up? You hold oh, up my okay. my my war machine showing. Yeah, okay. the same thing that he used for his geek intel. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, I haven't quite started reading anything new. I'm still in that young adult book that I was reading because I got kind of <laughs> this is embarrassing, but my Kindle ran out of battery power and I haven't found my charge cord for it, so I haven't gotten back <laughs> to it, which I I find really kind of ironic. But um, uh, Amy, who's a fan of the show, who um was listening to the the most recent um, uh, live episodes. Uh, sent me a message and she told me about an app that I had never heard of before um, called Overdrive. Overdrive. No. Overdrive is a um, a lending library. It it links to your library, and you can borrow ebooks and audiobooks and um, all kinds of different things and have them on your phone or your Kindle or your electronic reader, whatever you use. Um, the, of course, you know, it's like a library, so I am, see if I can pull my wait list up here, um, currently on the wait list for, um, oh, I can't, it's not logged in right now. Um, I'm currently on the wait list for Ready Player One on audiobook. Uh, yes, uh, ma'am. Yes, thanks to Ryan's remi reminder that <laughs> I need to go check that out. Um, and The Martian, so an audiobook. Um, and also The Golden Compass, which is one of those things I've always wanted to read, but I have. Oh, so much. Yeah, I have. <laughs> That's my absolute favorite when I was young. Yeah, I haven't. I, I read The Golden Compass uh, recently. Yeah. I've been to get to the other two books. Cool. Well, when I'm... you were young. <laughs> um, I don't want to tell you how young I was because it's just going to make it worse. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I recommend it. It's a great app. You can link it to your local library. You just need a library card and to log in, and you can access their their electronic um, database through that and check things out. And like I said, put things on hold, um, which is really cool. And um, you know, cuts down What's on your. What's it called census. again? Overdrive. Let's see if I can get the. Um, you can't really see the um, the icon for it. It's an O and a blue background. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's available for free on the App Store. I've actually used it. Have um, you? I've cool. checked out. Um, I'm re uh, listening to the audiobook for the second um, Ice and the second Game of Thrones book. Oh, uh, Storm yeah. Heroes, I think. Yeah. 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 It's just going to take me quite a while to get through because They're it's about 31. Books. It's like 31 hours long or something. Yeah. Same like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I contemplated looking those up for audio, um, but at this point I'm not really interested in knowing the books. I'm just going to stick with the TV show. <laughs> I, I will tell you that I actually spent 48 hours on a train once trying to listen to the first one on audiobook and still didn't finish it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I listened to the first one a long time ago, but it was on an actual CD, so it was this huge like, stack, yeah. a, a stack of CDs. Yeah. Had to have a whole CD wallet just to carry the book. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Those are some long-winded books. Good. So, other summer reading. Uh, well, I'm currently going through Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought the hard copy for my oldest daughter, and she tore through it in two days. So now she knows the ending before I do. <gasps> Oops. I know, right? <laughs> but. I would highly recommend it. Anybody that grew up uh, anywhere near the 80s um, and loves video games and geek culture uh, is a great, great story that is very deep into those areas. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I know the audiobook is narrated by Will Wheaton, so... Yeah. <laughs> I can have a little fangirl moment over that. can put on her fan uh, Will Wheaton t-shirt. Yes. I love Will Wheaton t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never did buy, but they did have a I crush on Wesley Crusher t-shirt. Oh, nice. At her universe. So, good. Any other reading selections? I am currently, and I probably will be for quite a while, reading the Wheel of Time series. Uh, my wife got me started on that. Um, and thankfully I don't have to, you know, go through a stack of books like this tall because I've got them all on my nook. Um, nice. So that's, that's nice. I can just pick it up, read it there in bed. My wife actually got me a note because I kept dropping books and hitting my chin. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd bring, I'd bring, you know, big hardcover tomes to bed, and they look cool, but they're not easy to read. Um, I also just made a deal with my wife. Um, I was trying. We were we were talking about Star Wars last night and um, Harry Potter. Uh, we had a friend over, and we were all just chatting about this stuff. And both of them were. Um, the same age as Harry Potter was as each book came out. Oh, wow. So they relate to Harry Potter much more so than I do. And I've seen all the films and I love them all, but I've only read the first two books. I wanted the two of them to watch the original Star Wars trilogy with me because they've only seen parts of them. They've never seen yeah. them all. So I've committed to actually reading the Harry Potter books in exchange for them actually them watching. taking the time to watching the original nice. three movies. So, well, yeah. you won't be disappointed. They're great books. Well, I've, I've enjoyed the movies, and I've heard that there's a lot more to learn from the books, yeah. so I am looking oh, forward yeah. to it. 
Oh my god, they only scratch the surface in the in the movies. And the movies are enjoyable, but like kind of like Rhonda said, I take them separate from the books. But mm-hmm. they're they're they do a, a okay job. Um, but you'll get so much more out of the books. And you you stopped right before my favorite. My favorite is the third book. So fourth one, fourth one's the best. Fourth, yeah, I like the third one. Goblet of Fire is awesome. I like Goblet of Fire too, but my heart belongs to the Prisoner of Azkaban. It's a good book. I mean, they're all good. But. Yeah. Um, Sean, what was the first book series you said you were reading? Uh, the Wheel of Time, Robert Jordan. Oh, The Wheel of Time, okay. I thought you said The Real Books, and I was like, oh, that's a bad title. <laughs> <laughs> not the digital books, the real books. The real books. I'm Aren't there about... like, not responsible enough to bring real books to bed, so... <laughs> Isn't isn't the Wheel of Time series? Doesn't it have like ten books or twenty books or something? It's up to it's, fourteen or fifteen now, yeah, I think. Thirteen or fourteen, and where, where are you at? Two. Right. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> fight the good fight, sir. Fight the good fight. <laughs> so, Jerry, did you still share what you were reading? No, I haven't yet. I okay. I am a geek in two things. I'm a geek in games, and I am a geek in classic books. So. I am currently reading a reproduction of the original Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Oh, wow. Which is a really pretty book. It looks gorgeous. Um, I read Whitman in college. I really liked what he had to say, so I'm wanting to read more than just the one poem I read in that class and the few I've read in the years mm-hmm. since, since then. then. Yeah. Um, a more nerdy type of stuff. I re- reread 18... 18? Yeah, 16 or 18 volumes of the Rurouni Kenshin manga while I've been waiting to get a job. So <laughs> that was a good revisit. Um, it's still incredibly well-drawn. The plot's very interesting for a, sh- for a shonen manga, and uh, I just really like the characters. So cool. that's what I've been reading. I would hope, too, with 16 or 18 volumes that you really like the character. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I've got another ten to go, so... Wow. Wow, awesome. All right, Rhonda, what are you reading? Um, I just finished... Let's see if I can... I don't know whether digital shows up or not. Oh, yeah. Looks yes. like um, Nine Church. Um, it's been really weird. I've been reading nonfiction. I don't yeah, know how you that were happened. doing that last time, too, and I was like, I think this is the first time in three years you've talked about reading nonfiction. Um, yeah, Nani Church, it's the inside story of America's notorious first narcotics squad mm. uh, by Agent Dean um, Unkeffer. And in New York, uh, in around 1968, they were fighting a um, huge drug war uh, with the influx of heroin and cocaine into the country. And this was... Um, the Federal Bureau of Narcotics was the most feared organization fighting um, crime at the time. Um, the street gangs, the mafia, everybody said, "Look, you can handle anything, but if 90 Church get, get if you get on their radar, they said just forget it. You're a dead man." Hmm. Um, that's how how incredibly brutal 90 Church was. They they really dealt with absolutely no rules. In, in fighting narcotics, and it's just this agent's memoirs of, of his time there. Interesting. Uh, shocking in 1968. Yeah. Very, very cool. amazing. 
Cool. And he lays it. He lays it all out because he's. I'm definitely not a fan of his. <laughs> I admire. I admire what he did, but um, well, that's interesting. In the end, I would. I, I mean, unfortunately, you've got to have people to, that will do certain things. But in in my book, he's a he's a uh, an asshole. But hmm. um, that that nice guys, Captain America would not make it on the squad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Very interesting. Is right. there anybody else? I think we got everybody. Izzy, what are you reading? Uh, Storm of Crows. Second oh, yeah. Game of Thrones book. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I'm, I'm being abducted by aliens spontaneously off and on through the show, so I just <laughs> read some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a lack of coffee. Yeah. yeah Three day lack of coffee. Yes. I think your 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 caffeine withdrawal is reading playing. Good, a good. Her playing is anybody able to play games this summer? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. I'll go first again. <laughs> um, go for it, Mark. Go. I've actually had a windfall of uh, update patches on games for the last I don't know ten days or so. So Terraria <laughs> came up with uh, a new big content patch, which has been a lot of fun. Um, Ryan and I have been playing Seven Days to Die, which came out with uh, a new update patch. Uh, I think it was the weekend of July 4th. We've been playing that pretty solid for about a week. Um, and uh, yesterday, I believe it was, was Path of Exiles, um, an expansion they put out. So I started playing that, or was that Thursday? I don't remember exactly, but I've been playing that for on and off for a couple of days as well. So that's what I've been doing. Cool. That's a lot of that's a lot of expansioning. Mm-hmm. Expanding. Yes. Sean, I already mentioned anything. Oh, you did. I yeah, I mentioned that I was playing Luigi's Mansion. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. So much. That's pretty much it. And then my phone games, which I'm quitting. I swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure you are. <laughs> did Izzy see your toy? Uh, she saw it in person. Oh, okay. She saw it in oh, yeah. She's here. Her 3DS. Yeah, my 3DS. Yeah, and she's actually the reason why I'm wearing. Uh, or I'm wearing the reason why I'm playing um, Luigi's Mansion because she recommended it. So. Yeah, I was thinking of replaying that actually because mm-hmm. I'm not making much progress on my. Uh, I don't know I how know. you can see that. Yeah. Uh, Majora's Mask on 3DS. Because I it's swear fun. one of these days I'm going to finish it. Um, it's, it's a time suck that game. I just got done playing it a couple months ago myself. Yeah, I never managed to finish it on um, my Nintendo 64, so I thought, why not try the 3DS, see if it works. It's a little better. It, it controls a little better. certainly looks better. Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, it does. Cool. Well, I have, uh, I've just finished up the, the new, uh, I believe it's just a community mod for Portal 2 called Portal... Stories, Mel. Um, it's a completely different storyline. Um, for people who ha- have played the Portal games, if you enjoyed them, you really can't miss this mod. It's did from you, Steam. Did you see Rhonda's face? I mean, did you see her face when you said I'm so excited. I did like, not. I did oh, not. yeah. Yeah, she's very excited. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a ton of fun. It's way more challenging than any of the puzzles in the previous uh, Portal games. I actually oh, had to look up a couple of them to get through oh. the game. But wow. it was a ton of fun, um, and just the fact that it's you know something of that caliber is coming out from 
just a, a few Fair fans one. of the game, mm -hmm. you know, creating it, putting it out there for free. So again, Portal Stories Mel, uh, check it out if you have a chance. And I'm also picking through my Steam backlog, so I'm, I'm now playing through uh, Metro Last Light. Um, and that's, that's I, I'm a big fan of that, but every time I play it, I feel like, shouldn't I just be playing Half-Life 3 by now? <laughs> cool. They're making too much money off of Steam to be bothered to develop any more games, I think. It sure seems like it. Uh, what did you play the Portal game on? What platform? Uh, I play almost all my games on PC. Um, okay. So. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> Although I'm a big fan of Smash 4, I have been playing a lot of that, too. Cool. Yeah, that's on my list of things to get for the DS now that I haven't... Or Smash Brothers something or other. It's Smash Brothers or 3DS. Really easy to remember. Yeah. They make it easy. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I've Go gone ahead. back to playing um, um, Candy Crush... I'm sorry. I went away for a long, long time because I got stuck on 117, and then I got past it. And as long as long as I can get past the level, I'll play paid again until I get stuck again for a week, and then I'll ditch it. Um, I never spend money on it, so that's how I continue enjoying it. Um, and this weekend at the con, I learned to play uh, Pandemic uh, Contagion. Oh, the new is that the new version of it, like the new game? I think so. It's a it's a brand new game. It's completely separate. It's not an expansion. It's not an expansion. Yeah, that's right. And it's a competitive game. Mm. So it is. Has any, anybody played the um, the app Virus Inc? Yeah, yeah I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's like that. You are a virus, and you've got you're different abilities. And you're trying to infect um, countries as quickly as possible. And um, the more your infection spreads, the the higher your score. And it was fun. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I played um, I played Pandemic for the Fourth of July. Ah, excellent. Izzy, awesome. Izzy was here. Izzy was here. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. And we died. And okay. we, we did <laughs> not we, save we, the human race. The uh, virus is one. <laughs> we played uh, Borderlands expansions, Borderlands 2 expansions on 4th of July. Nice. That was very America. Yeah. America. <laughs> what, are, what are you playing, Ryan? Uh, a lot of things on mobile platform, playing a game called Goddess. Um, oh, which yeah, is kind of that. a, if anybody remembers the game Populous, mm -hmm. uh, it's very much like that. Is um, it the same guy? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't he's think working on shooting. Goddess, I think. Is he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't okay. think he's done this one. It, uh, I mean, it's got a similar flavor to that game. Uh, so it's just a free-to-play. I mean, you can, of course, throw money at it, but I haven't yet. Um, so I've been playing that on PS4. I've been playing uh, MLK The Show. Or, M yeah. Something. I don't know. Baseball game. The Show. Um... MLB The Show, that's what it's called. And PC, doing Seven Days to Die uh, with Mark. Um, also been kind of messing around with GTA Five a little bit, The Sims 4 a little bit, um, and I downloaded Arkham Knight uh, yesterday. Oh. Not on PC, I hope. Yeah. Yeah, it is on PC. Yeah, well, it, came, it came free with my graphics card, so... Okay, well, at least I, you got it for free. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong PC with it? One is, PC One has had a lot of problems. 
Oh. They hired a crew of 12 people who had never done a PC port to do a PC port. And it oh. turned out to be pretty awful. Yeah, they stopped selling it, right? Yeah, no, they, they actually pulled it from the market, actually. Yeah. Like, up yeah. like a week or so after they released it. Wow. It's all stuff that they can hopefully fix. <laughs> Ryan's like, <laughs> I was going to play Batman. <laughs> I thought I had a Batman game to play. <laughs> no, I'm just going to play Batman angrily. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no other way to play Batman. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you rage quit, Ryan, you'll know why. <laughs> the way I look at it is I didn't pay for it, so. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> You're a winner. Yeah. Did you play any of the other ones, Ryan? I did not. I mean, I've seen footage. I've seen other people play them um, on Twitch and stuff. It, I mean, it's a very beautiful game, so I was excited for that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, Arkham Asylum and um, Arkham City, I mean, they're just they're fantastic games. Yes, they are. I think some of the best superhero games um, out as far as experiential Um I, I th there was at one point where all I did was try to f figure uh, figure out how to climb to the absolute highest um, structure they had in the game, so I could jump off of it and fly. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think I did the same thing. Yeah, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. On that same vein, has anybody seen the new trailer for uh, Batman vs Superman? Is there a like a new new one? Yeah, they, new, new one. yeah, there's there's one they released at Comic Con. Oh, yeah. oh, there is. Oh, is yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sold yet. I didn't really en enjoy the last Superman movie. I mean, it was okay, uh, but you know, there was way too much destruction at the end oh. for no reason. But yeah. you know, the Batman versus Superman, you got, I don't know, it's just different. It's, it's not something I'm used to as far as that uh, story arc goes. So It was one of my favorite graphic novels when I was reading comic books off and on in the 80s. and I wasn't too sure about it either, but when I saw the teaser and you hear the part where we have Batman in the big XO suit looking up at Superman and you hear him go, can you bleed? <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 yes, I want to see Superman bleed. I hate that guy. <laughs> Awesome. Hey, Rhonda, can you sh can you hold up that was it Entertainment Weekly you had up? I saw briefly. Yeah, that's this week. And oh, they were um, talking a lot about it because they put um, Wonder Woman in the front. Yeah. And the guys are in the back. Good. And there Do was. Do you know a, there how was... big her story is in that? Not bi not big. No, I don't. I think it's it's not a very big part at all. No. But, um, but I mean, it's a, it's they're they're definitely. Setting it up though to um, do the film to lead yeah. into introducing her in the film. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the teaser before they give her her first movie. Yeah, um, a la Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wow, so well for Black Widow so far. Yeah. When is she gonna get her movie? Good. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> She's in everybody else's movie. <laughs> no, she needs her own. She's oh, awesome. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That was good. <laughs> Hopefully, she gets her. I'm deal. excited to go to the film only to see um, how they handle, how they handle Wonder Woman. Um, um, I don't care. I don't care anything much about mashups with Batman and Superman and 
everybody thrown in there together and stuff like that. But um, Wonder Woman looks good. I think they've done a good design. I agree. And I think they've cast uh, uh, someone that the audience is going to be able to identify with. So we'll just see how they write her. Yeah, that'll be. That's going to be the telling. Mm-hmm. The telling, but it always is. Isn't it? Fun. Always goes back yeah. to the writing. Yeah, and there's uh, two superheroes are just. They're huge. I mean, they're they're huge. That I mean, everybody, every network channel, everybody's got some sort of s- superhero um, show coming out. Supergirl's coming out, mm-hmm. and they've got um, some th- some. Uh, what is it? Legends on CW, and uh, which looks really good. Oh, yeah. Kind of crazy with superhero shows. Actually, I've kind of lost track of how many they've got running. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot. It is, it's the thing capitalized. Bat and zombies still. Are, uh, maybe it's coming up instead. Yep. Zombies are starting to kind of wean, wean off. And uh, isn't all we have to have a superheroes versus zombies episode? And then, <laughs> well, oh. Marvel did a whole Marvel did a whole series on that. That would be awesome. <laughs> hey, aren't they also rebooting heroes or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're rebooting heroes. I'm not even let it, allowing that to be on my radar. It got so bad at the end, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I yeah, I, it. I have no interest, really. Yeah, yeah. Those, those characters just went nowhere. Yeah, the um, I was thinking this was a zombie show, but it's not. It's a vampire. Um, from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> oh, yeah, from the, the, from the movie by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. I haven't watched it yet. It's in my Netflix queue. Oh, all the things in my Netflix queue. Yeah. <laughs> and is anybody excited for uh, Amazon Prime Day? Uh, I'm a little excited about that. I don't know. I, every time I try and buy something off of our Amazon Prime now, it's like, this isn't really an Amazon thing, so you don't really get the Prime shipping. Like... No. What <laughs> are you trying to buy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My latest thing was a dinosaur tooth I was trying to buy. Oh, I'm shocked. They don't suck that regularly. I <laughs> can't believe you can't get two day shipping on that. I'm just saying, like, you know, all my hobby stuff and all that stuff, none of it's uh-huh. available through, mm-hmm. through Amazon, so I don't get Amazon two day shipping on it. So just because you've been playing Ark. Hmm? No, it's because I actually watched a. Episode of Nova where they were talking about Spinosaurus, and apparently in, in Morocco where they find this thing, they, you can dig up. They're allowed to dig up, you know, any teeth that they find, and they can actually sell them. Yeah. It's not against the law. If they find a complete skeleton or something like that, then they actually have to bring the get the huh. involved and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I would like a Spinosaurus too. I like dinosaurs. Cool. Yeah. And no, it's not. It's not because of our crime because I'm really not all that in love with that game. How okay. long do we go to, Regina? I'm trying to figure out. Uh, we usually do about 3.30, so, yeah, so our um, 6.30 your time, so we should be wrapping up about right now. Oh, okay, so yeah. I shouldn't bring up Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> you can maybe save it for next time. <laughs> no, that's okay. The only reason I even ended up seeing it is because the, the TV in the hotel didn't have anything good on except Shark Week, and that was it. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Oh, well, um, this has been our July Hangout, and I wanted to thank everybody. Wow, I'm really 
I love having everybody this week. I know. This is great. This is great this week, this month on the show. So uh, for those of you watching, uh, this is also available on our um, our podcast feed as an episode as well. So please leave us a comment, and we'd love to hear from you guys what you think of our live shows and what you'd like us to talk about. So check us out, GameOnGirl.com. And until next time... Game on, everybody. Game on. Game on. Game on. Game on.